And welcome to HopeForMe.Live. Go to our website at HopeForMe.Live to hear all of our podcasts, over 150 of those now. And, and it's done in a way where you can look very quickly and say, this is the show I want to hear. Push a button anytime and you'll be able to hear the show. If you need to contact us, go to the website. The phone number is on that. We are here for you to uh, counsel you uh, with godly counsel, and you are never charged a dime. Today, Angie's come up with a great show, and it's titled, Are Second Chances Good for a Relationship? So I'm, I'm assuming the answer is yes, maybe, no, <laughs> yes and no, yes or no, totally subjective but we need guidance and understanding how to handle it right right it, it can be a very difficult place to be in is wondering if you know can i move forward in this relationship are second chances good and so that that makes it difficult you know not knowing um how do i move forward and so we we really want to cover that today and kind of give you some some steps or some guidelines to to make that decision for your relationship Okay, so let's go through it. Um, you have broken trust. Usually that's one of the big, big problems in a relationship is broken trust. Um, what do you do with that? Because it's so hard to get through that. I know you can, but right. the, the concept of broken trust isn't just, okay, somebody cheated on me. Okay? Right. Um, maybe it could be somebody hurt my feelings and now I don't trust my heart with them. Right. Um, those are probably the two biggies. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, this question is about that broken trust. And once that trust is broken, it's the seed that's planted in you. You're, you you don't know if you could move forward. And, it, and of course, it depends on the situation and each person and how great that broken trust was as far as moving forward. But the guidelines we're going to give you will will help you decide can I move forward regardless at what level of trust was broken? So this show is designed to be done with the Bible um, as its foundation. So what does the Bible say about this? Well, pretty simple, really. Um, certainly the Bible talks about forgiveness, and we're going to get into this because the fact is it's not uh, you can forgive and still break fellowship. Right. Um, the Bible talks about forgiving everybody, okay? But it also has um, some very important tips about breaking fellowship. I mean, even even in the book of Acts, we see um, a breaking of fellowship with some of the major saints at that time. Uh, they could not agree on something, so they broke fellowship and separated and moved on right. uh, in their own ways. Um, you know, when it comes to, let's say, in, in a marriage and there's somebody who's cheated on someone else, you know, what's the Bible say about that? Well, there's not, obviously, in the Bible, the one specific, like, big thing that, that is listed for divorce, breaking a fellowship and divorce, is when someone cheats. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to get divorced. Right. So, so there's a lot of um, sub subjective stuff here. Right. And I would say, on the biblical end, both can happen, d depending on the situation, um, but being led by the Spirit and hearing God speak to you is probably the most effective way to move forward. Right, absolutely. And, you know, you'd mentioned forgiveness. And, and yes, this that's an important part of any process in a relationship. Um, this question is not exactly addressing forgiveness, even though that will be part of the answer. It's addressing that broken trust and moving forward. And so we're, we're not, you know, necessarily saying, forgive and forget. We're saying you can forgive, but there's still that decision to be made 
whether the relationship can continue. And I might add on a pastoral side, the Bible doesn't give you a choice about forgiveness. Forgiveness is mandatory. But it's mandatory for a reason. It's mandatory because if you don't forgive, you're going to be, well, for lack of better uh, symbolic gesture, it's like looking in the mirror. You're angry and you won't forgive somebody. And you take your hand and you punch yourself in the face over and over again. That's what unforgiveness does to you. It is. It can. That's so funny. Okay, so I'm a guy. I like violent imagery. I don't know. But it is. You know, and and you say that and people go, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, It really does end up hurting yourself. And it causes a lot more wounds inside of you than the actual event that caused the unforgiveness. And the Bible's very clear clear that we are need, we are to live at peace with each other as far as it depends on you. Right. So, of course, if you've done your part but the other person has not done their part, that's when we start getting into issues. Right. Absolutely. So, how can we determine that a second chance will be beneficial to the relationship. I know you have five points here that you want to get to because right. this is really the meat of the matter. Right. And, you know, at HelpForMe.Live, we do get a lot of um, calls from people who are struggling in maybe a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or, you know, um, a really close friendship where they don't they don't want to let go or they they're struggling like i want it to be a good relationship but there's been so much mistrust and are really struggling with this question so i hope you're out there paying close attention to these steps because as you go through them they'll help you determine um even with do i have to have this breakup or can it be fixed and this might be an entirely different show altogether but it's also important to understand that there's a lot of people who live with a codependent mindset right. where they're not going to let go of relationships that they should let go of. Right. And they don't because they rely on that relationship in a codependent manner, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And that person, they, they basically have placed that person as an idol and a foundation in their life. And that is not God's will for anybody. No human being should take replace him. Right. And, and, you, and remember that the goal is a healthy relationship because if you want the relationship to last for any good amount of time, it has to be healthy. You can't just avoid things and expect the relationship to continue to be good. Eventually, that those, those bad roots will start showing themselves. Yeah, and you know, every time you avoid something, uh, just think of, a, 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 you know, let's say you have a pot of water on the stove and every time you avoid something, you just take a little drop of poison and put it in there. And each time you avoid another drop of poison, another drop of poison, and that water just gets more poisonous and more poisonous. And that's what happens to us in a relationship. If we don't deal with these issues immediately um, and strategically, um, it never ends well. Right. Ever ends well. All right, so let's go through these five steps, okay? How can we determine if that second chance will be beneficial to the relationship? Number one, Determine your value for the relationship and what your needs are moving forward, what you can and cannot live with. So here we're really focused on us. Right. The first step was is to kind of go introspective, is, mm-hmm. is take a minute, take a step back to do the work and evaluate the relationship and really determine, is this relationship valuable to me? Um, and you have to determine that before you can move forward. And then also... If it is, and if I desire to move forward, what do I need from this relationship? Um, remember, we're always, when we're thinking this way, we're always trying to do it in a healthy way. 
not something that's good for you and good for the other person not not just hey you know it's fun for a while and so I'll just use this relationship up until I don't need it anymore so when you're determining your need remember you're staying in a healthy mindset with that and you also want to ask the question what things can I live with and what I cannot so that's going to help you set some boundaries um, for any relationship that you're looking to grow or move forward in. You don't want to over overly spiritualize point number one, and you don't want to be too simple about this because right. some people might look at what you've just said and go, well, yeah, but you're focusing it all on you, and, 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 and it's about you know the relationship, and you need to focus on the other person. But the fact is is that, well, you're going to go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say the fact is is that, that it's, that's not selfish. No. What you're trying to do is make a wise determination. Right. Okay? About the relationship. How can it be fixed? Should it be fixed? Is this relationship something that is bringing you closer to the Lord or further from the Lord? Right. And, and so what you're really doing here is you're trying to determine God's will because the Bible says that a companion of fools suffers harm. God doesn't want us to be in a relationship with everybody, right. especially those who are hurting our walk with him. Right. We and, run from that. And you've heard that the the term it takes two. Right. And and this is this is what they mean by it, it takes two, which means you have to do the work in your own heart and mind. You got to kind of take inventory where you're at to make sure that you're moving forward in a healthy way. If you're not going to move forward in a healthy way, you cannot expect the other person to. Number two, does the other person fully acknowledge the broken trust and how it got there? What is their story? So we're assuming that the other person has done something to break trust, to hurt your heart, and it has you questioning the relationship. And I, I, in the notes, show notes here, you, you, you underline the word fully. Yeah. They have to fully acknowledge right. that situation. Right. So a lot of things, a lot of times we deal with someone that recognizes that there's hurt and says, hey, I'm sorry, I don't like you're hurting, you know, and wants to just kind of move on from there. But if you want to really not have those seeds of unrest in your heart or, for, or just in your relationship, you really have to go a step further than that. Both people have to be willing to really look at exactly what happened, how it got there, um, what, how the trust was broken, what went wrong, to fully acknowledge and, and take responsibility and say, oh yes, okay, I see how this was trust was broken. Um, and the, when I say, and so it also says, what is their story? Every, every um, act of repentance or sorrow has a story to it. And the story starts with acknowledgement. Ooh, I get it. I see what I have done. I see where the mistake was made. I don't want to hurt you again. I don't I want us to have a good relationship. So here's the plan going forward. Here's how I'm going to change it. It's a full story, beginning, middle, and end. I bet you about ninety to ninety-five percent of relationships that are broken can be fixed if there's this kind of godly sorrow, repentance, and acknowledgement of the problem. Right, right. But just, that it's just it's not in the human nature to do this. Right. And this is how God can help you. You need to go to him and say, "Lord, I can't do this." Right. I mean, just acknowledging that alone enough God would would probably move mountains to make sure you could. Absolutely he would. Just remember though, that I mean that will help you. This is really will really help you move decide to move forward. What is their story? Anybody who is really really sorry 
has a story right and is is ready to share it so that's how you'll know and and when you humanize that other person um and, and and try to understand even though you may not be able to but just try to understand the hurt they're going through having an empathy um even though maybe they haven't even been able to admit they're wrong yet but just knowing that story enough to to extend empathy could lead them to acknowledging right it. that's a very good point yeah. so i think that's yeah all right number three is the other person willing to hear how it hurt you and your needs moving forward? Right. So if if the person is not willing to hear your heart and hear how they broke trust or it hurt um, and also hear your needs on moving forward in the relationship because of the mistrust, if they're unwilling and they're just like, oh, don't make a big deal about it or they're just like, oh, it's fine, let's just move forward without that willingness – you got it. You, that's a red flag there. You gotta question whether they're really gonna move forward in a healthy way. If they're not willing to listen to how you've been hurt, chances are they have so focused on themselves that they're not interested in you. And if a person isn't interested in your feelings, I'm not sure how we can move forward with a relationship. Right. Right. That's going to be a very important piece. So I mean, a relationship takes two. Mm -hmm. It takes one person focused on the other who wants to be healthy, and then the other person focused on the other who wants to be healthy. Right. I mean, that's really the key. All right, number four. Are you able to forgive and cautiously move forward? Build trust without holding grudges. So you, you say, you, you talk about are you able to forgive because that's key. Yeah. And we've covered that. Right. But then you use the word cautiously move forward. So you're moving right. forward. I'm going to, let me define that and tell me if I got this right. Okay. You're going to move forward in the relationship, um, but you're going to cautiously be watching to see if this was the right decision. Right. There needs to be a period of build, rebuilding trust. So when I say cautious, you, you, you forgive, but you don't forget. You, you use it as a learning tool. And kind of watch, keep your ears and eyes more focused and open and, and kind of watch to see if there's the changes that they said they're, they're going to make or they're actually making. Sounds like probation, but I would assume <laughs> that if you're in this mode, you're not going to tell the other person, hey, by the way, you're on probation. Straighten right. up. Right. Right. You're always, when, in all these steps, you're trying to be healthy and a person of integrity as you're implementing these steps. And so you're building, you're letting that trust build without holding grudges. So the forgiveness is going to be key. Yes, be cautious, but not to the point where you're making them pay for what they've done. The goal is to see that, that trust being rebuilt and to, to grow your relationship. I would, I would hazard to say that if you're holding a grudge, there's no way that true trust can right. be built in the first place. Right. So if you have unforgiveness, you're holding a, a grudge, you have bitterness and all of this stuff, there is no way for you to move forward with this relationship in a healthy manner, in a biblical, godly manner, until you deal with that, no matter what the other person did. Right. You have to deal with that because it's that poison that drips at you over Absolutely. and over yeah. and over again. Okay, number five, are both parties willing to have open communication if concerns or issues arise? This communication is going to be so important moving right. forward. Um, because if there is open communication, there is hope. Right. 
Right. So, so say there is that repentance and that sorrow. They've told their story. You've decided, yes, I can continue on this relationship. That doesn't mean there's not going to be some bumps in the road. There's not, there's not going to, because the trust has been broken down and now you're in a time of rebuilding that trust, you might hit a bump that maybe you're concerned or um, maybe you're still not fully trusting and you're not liking what you're seeing. If both parties are willing to have that open communication where you can go to them and say, ooh, I'm having those old feelings or worry and concern because of the broken trust and I'm not seeing the things that you said. If both parties are willing to have that conversation or the other party saying, hey, I've been working hard at building trust and it seems like you're still holding on and you're not, you're not building or helping me build our relationship back. So for both parties to be able to have that communication and work through so you can move past the hurdles. So these are biblical but generic principles that, that we're discussing. Um, folks, every, you know, there's different levels of relationships, and I think we just want to talk about that for a second. Okay. okay. So, for example, let me just give you an example. Let's say you go out on two dates, and on the second date the person's already broken trust. They've done some really you know, not too good things. Um, you barely know the person. And I would say that 99 out of 100 times, you probably want to run and not even think about having any form of a relationship if it's that new and it's already happening. And I didn't say universally, but generally speaking, you would run. But then you look at a friendship of 10 years and you encounter a problem. Okay. Oh, well, I got a problem. I'm going to run. No, there's much more time and energy invested in this relationship. You know that person so much more than the person that you don't know at all who went out on a date or two. And so you want to invest a lot more energy and understand that there's, there's so much to the past of this relationship and this relationship that you want to put in the time and energy to make it right. Right. And then we have the level of marriage. Okay, because when we discuss these things, understand the biblical, you know, uh, mandate on marriage and also the biblical reasons for divorce. And there's only a few. Um, we don't we don't willy nilly this when it comes to a marriage. We fight, we fight, we fight. We get people involved. We get, uh, you know, uh, pastors involved. We get um, uh, counselors involved like you. Um, so because each relationship is different, we have to recognize what the relationship is and not apply these standards evenly among these relationships. Right, right. That's, that's an excellent point. It's very long winded. Yeah. Did you follow? You, you, I did. You it was did. really good okay. stuff. Cause you look like you were getting dizzy. No. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right. So, so, so these are necessary components to continue any relationship that has, that has some broken trust without them. There will always be seeds of doubts and causes that can causes that can cause a um, cracked foundation. Right, right. So, so if if you've not moved forward in this way and you've decided to just say, you know what, I'm just going to forgive and forget and not go that deeper route of really taking those steps and, and using wisdom on deciding um, how this relationship is going to move forward in a healthy way. What happens is um, there's those crack. It's a cracked foundation now, and it's going to be wobbly. There's going to be times where that you'll have, where you'll remember the broken trust, and so you're not going to fully trust them. How can you have a relationship that's healthy if you cannot fully trust that other person? So, folks, you know, moving forward, understand, you know, if if you 
are in a relationship and it's broken and there's there's unforgiveness and grudges and bitterness and and we're not working at it but you stay in the relationship that's a miserable place to be right you you need to just say do I really want to live my the rest of my life like this you know would it be a marriage or a close friendship or or, or you maybe adult kids you know the answer should be absolutely not. I want to get this fixed. Right. And these are the principles that can help you get there. Right. Absolutely. And and you notice that the title is Second Chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, I've counseled some people who have questioned about giving third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances and quoting the scripture about forgive seven times seven and that kind of thing. Actually, and seven times 70. Se- seven times 70, yes. Thank you very much. 490 That's times, <laughs> and then they're gone forever. <laughs> no, That but means an infinite amount. Again, we're not talking about forgiveness. We're, forgiveness, we absolutely can right. do. We're talking about using wisdom on um, pursuing relationships in a healthy way or, or maybe even ending fellowship if the other person continues to cause damage and pain. It's not what the Lord has for us. And what's interesting is there are occasions, to end the show here, there are occasions where you end fellowship and then down the road that, is the, that was the catalyst the other person needed to, to get right. Right. I love that point because um, people do change. Hearts mm-hmm. change. The Lord can still work with them. So at down the road at a later time, you might be able to get to restore that relationship. Amen. So. Well, reminder. Of, thank you, Angie. Mm-hmm. Reminder, you're listening to HopeForMe.Live. Go to our website. The number is there. Uh, remember, we never charge for our counseling. And uh, oftentimes, Angie is the one that uh, that answers the phones. She's the rock star. She uh <laughs> Well, you're very, I mean, I've heard you counsel. You're, you're a wonderful counselor. Well, so thank you. You can give her a call. And again, there's never uh, any money exchanged. God bless you, and we will see you next time.